Hey everyone, welcome back to But Why Though the Podcast, where we talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, we wanted to make sure to tell y'all to head on over to our Twitter and Instagram at But Why Though PC or our Facebook, facebook.com slash But Why Though PC. That way you can send us your fan But Why Those. Why are you part of a fandom? Why does it matter to you? We want to know and we want to put it up on our website. But if you're looking to support us a little bit more, head over to our Patreon. There you'll get exclusive content, access to your research notes, and even episodes a day to two days early. And if you subscribe at the $3 level, you'll get some merch. But at the end of the day, we're happy just to have you here listening to us. So share us with your friends, share us with your coworkers, share us with your Tinder dates. Just, you know, share us. And uh, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to But Why Though the Podcast. And today we're talking about an anime, manga, video game, and all around pop culture phenomenon Pokemon. Yeah, guys. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Do you want me to keep hey, this straight? How's it going? Yes. <laughs> and Matt. Hello. before we get started with anything today we want to give a very warm and very thankful welcome to the but why though family to jason flat our newest patreon uh patreon patron so thank you for thinking we're cool enough thank you thank you thank you i thought we were doing like a singing like making it go up an octave every time we said i thought we were doing that too Thank you. Uh, nope. There we go. <laughs> Got it. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. No, um, he is also the host of the Holy Star Wars podcast, and it's a podcast about religion and its intersections with Star Wars. It's right up my alley. And if you're listening to us right now, you should definitely go listen to him, too. And today, I am not leading an episode for the first time in, like, what, six episodes? Probably. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Yeah, he literally led Justice League. Well, that's like a side episode. This is a main episode. And I and I and I kind of felt like I had yeah, to. Yeah, that was I out of totally necessity. Like but it was yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't want to know like the color of Aquaman's contacts. Yeah, it's all right. They're they're getting a they're getting a full dose of me this month. <laughs> yeah. So Adrian will be leading this episode. He is officially the trainer of the But Why Though Pokemon Gym tonight, guys. So, uh, take it away, Adrian. Yeah, I want to be the very best. All right. Uh, So, as always, we're going to start with an intro question. And today's intro question is going to be, what is your interaction with Pokemon? Since it has such a big, wide medium of stuff. You know, where do you get your start? Do you still interact with it at all? And then your favorite Pokemon. Matt? Um, My interaction is back a long time ago when they first released the... Uh, Game Boy edition of Pokemon. I saved up all my money and I bought an awesome teal Game Boy Color and Pokemon Red. And then now nice. somehow I have Pokemon Blue after all these years and I still don't know how I got that and I do not know where my red one went. <laughs> and this is really a true story and it sometimes really I bundles can... <laughs> me because I don't know. <laughs> I can testify to that because he would when we when we were when we decided we were going to do a Pokemon episode, he got out his Game Boy Color and he was like, "I forgot I had this. 
And then for like the next like two weeks after, he just kept mentioning, I don't know how this game got in here. I wonder how this game got in here. Just like randomly. So one day I will figure this out. But though, <laughs> but besides that, um, that's about the extent. I've seen a few of the episodes. I saw the movie, the very first one, a long, long time ago. But I have a very... Don't remember it that much, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, um, I played a few of the other games as they came out, some of the 64 games, but I didn't play a lot of them. And obviously 64 is very dated, so I don't really recall a lot of them. As far as my favorite Pokemon, I like the Growlithe. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. I like that one. And I think by default, Charizard, since I bought the red one based on the fact that I wanted Charizard, and unfortunately, that was your go-to when you played those games because you needed a high-level character to beat stuff when the, the game made you mad. I also feel like you are very representative of Charizard. Okay. In human form. <laughs> okay. No, like, Ash's Charizard is awesome. Okay, whatever. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it matches. <laughs> like, shit, I would just be fucking Jigglypuff popping up and interrupting shit all the time. Like, that would be me. Holy moly, that is so accurate. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Um, Yeah, so for me, I didn't play any of the games, but I remember watching every single damn episode of the original series. I don't know what the hell it's. I think it's it's Indigo League. Is that what, like, the official title is or whatever? I think so. I mean, it's that, like... It's... I don't don't remember if that's the official title or not. I don't know. There's so many of them now. And that whole, like, first block is, like, three different seasons, kind of, like, all, like, in, in one thing. But I know, I know, I know yeah, This podcast, this episode is pretty much going to be, be me going back in my day, like, entirely. Because, like, I was really into it when I was younger. If we're talking about, like, getting involved in anime, like, Sailor Moon dug the hole for, like, anime fandom. And then Pokemon pushed me right in there. And then uh, I collected all the cards. Like we, my mom wouldn't buy them growing up just because we were, pre- we were kind of poor. So like we couldn't just go to the store and get them. But what we did was I'd go to the flea market with my grandma, and she bought me like these bootleg cards, like a giant uh, one of those like padded uh, Charmander uh, folders that you'd keep them in, like the little like trapper keeper type things. And she bought me a whole bunch of those. Yeah. And I thought they were awesome. Looking back, I'm pretty sure the majority of those were, like, not real Pokemon cards. But uh, I will say this. <laughs> James, from first grade, I remember that you stole my Snorlax card. And I also remember that I punched you for it. And I do not take it back. Wow. Got it. Yeah. Because that one was real. Like, that one was actually a Christmas present. And it was my first, like, actual deck. So, yeah, first grader. Yeah. I'm a little confused by this whole thing. Why? Between bootleg and you punching a kid. It was little me punching a kid. It wasn't like me, me punching a kid. It was little Kate realizing that somebody had stole something from her and then punching him, to which didn't help my case because then the teacher let him keep the card because I punched him. Oh, yeah. that's messed up. Just, re- rewarding, again, just rewarding thievery here. Ooh, now we're getting now we're getting into it. <gasps> I love Snorlax, guys. Okay, like I'll cut all that out, but like seriously, that really made me mad. That was he it was holographic and everything. Back in my yeah, day. Back. 
I bought okay. bootlegs. I did. <laughs> they were cool because I thought they were really cool because they were all in Japanese. So I thought that they were the best. They were the most authentic and awesome Pokemon experience in the world. When looking back on them, like a cent for they a probably card, drew stick figures on them. She they did not. Japanese. They did not. <laughs> they might have, but. I thought it was like I felt like I had a truly immersive like Pokemon experience, but they were probably all fake. Hey, I'm pretty sure it was great and you had a good time with I it. I did. As as a kid, I That's loved it. That's all that matters. Adult me slightly jaded. <laughs> so is Snorlax your favorite Pokemon? No, Snorlax is not my favorite Pokemon. Actually, I think he's the cutest Pokemon. Uh, but my favorite Pokemon is actually Gyarados. Because he comes from, like, the most useless Pokemon in existence. <laughs> that, yeah. like, the Magikarp, uh, Gyarados evolution's probably my favorite thing. Um, and then I just really like Psychic-type Pokemon, so I really like Abra and um, Abra's ab- evolutions. But Snorlax is, like, the cutest for me. So. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, for me, so I started with Pokemon by watching the show first. It was, like, on... It was like my Saturday show on WB for like the longest time um, between like that and like Fox Kids when it would like swap whatever or like licensing and things like that. Um, and then uh watched the show. I've probably seen all of the episodes like the first like three seasons like all the way up through like the Johto League and then I kind of like grew out of it a little bit. Um seen a lot of the early movies the first game really like honestly like a lot like matt kind of just in reverse like i had uh pokemon blue first and then we moved to new orleans from el paso which is like a like 27 hour drive and then i lost pokemon blue somehow like in a hotel but now i have pokemon red and i don't really remember how i got it i think you stole but my i still red. have it uh, I think you stole my blue. <laughs> so I really don't know how that happened. Uh, and I played Pokemon. I played that one. Then I had um, Silver. Then I had Crystal. Um, and then I found out what emulators were. So I ne- never bought another Pokemon game ever <laughs> again. Because I knew I could just get it off the internet. Uh, and like Matt, I had a lot of the 64 games. So I had Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. And then when I got my GameCube, I had Pokemon Coliseum. I still think they're like some of the best party games out there, to be honest. Um, and when I was little, I was lucky enough that I got my like I nudged my parents into like really really liking Pokemon and since they had the little money we have we spent it all on Pokemon cards <laughs> like going to like the Pokemon card shops every week and that's where like all of our money went uh so we had a, so I had a huge collection and so did they and even to like to this day uh, we, we a lot of us have our Pokemon cards so when uh family comes in town like a couple actually like during like the, the week of the wedding uh my uncle came in town and he brought like all of his old school Pokemon cards. So we just like made decks and played each other like the old days. Uh, so it's been a big, pretty big part of my family. Like I remember like as a kid watching my dad, like over his shoulder playing Pokemon uh, crystal. And yeah, so it's always been a really big part of my family and uh, one of my favorite fandoms for sure. My favorite Pokemon has always been, and will always be Charizard uh, mainly because of the show. And just because I think he's, you know, the OG dragon, like just badass. And he's always been my favorite for sure, and that's that's my interaction with Pokemon. Just, <laughs> so just a little bit, just, just a little bit of fandom. I, yeah, uh, admittedly, and you'll kind of get it while we go through the thing. Like I haven't played any of the newer games just because uh, 
kind of like a back in my day kind of thing. Um, and just, they kind of like just change stuff and these Pokemon don't look as cool as the old school Pokemon. They kind of look too cute and I don't like it. I need, you know, I need my, my Growlithe's looking cute, but also fierce that evolve into like badass Arcanines and stuff. And that's just not how like Pokemon well, are anymore. I will, I will totally so. say as somebody who is like actively talked about loving cute things, I hate a lot of these new Pokemon. For that reason, yeah, like, they don't feel a lot real. Of them I don't like it's just too cute now. They don't, they don't feel real. Yeah. Like, and they ran out of, they ran out of actual animals to base them off of, so they started making up like cloud yeah. stuff, which I'm not a huge fan of. But yeah, that's that's me. So y'all ready to get into it? We're gonna go through real quick beef history of all the stuff. It's gonna take a little bit. I apologize, but once I was going through the notes, like there's a lot of stuff for Pokemon, like a lot of stuff. So we're gonna <laughs> go through it real quick, and we're going to be. The Fairy Bits Podcast. <laughs> like no one ever was. All right. Dun, dun, so dun, we start. Dun. So the Pokemon Company is a Japanese consortium between Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures. Uh, the franchise is copyrighted by all three companies, but Nintendo is the sole owner of the trademark. And the franchise is created in 1995. And for those of you who do not know Pokemon or like the basis of it and you're li- living under a rock, it is centered on fictional creatures called Pokemon in Japan, they're called pocket monsters, but we get them called Pokemon here in the States and basically everywhere else, um, which humans known as Pokemon trainers catch, train, and battle their Pokemon for sport. And like reading that, it really does sound like they're just dog fighting a lot of the times. Yeah. And some, some trainers do. Uh, yeah. And it kind of it is for a lot I, of it. I, I, but childhood Pokemon do help build stuff and take care of things. And they're like, a lot of harmony of Pokemon, and, you know, they're basically pets, but just cooler. Yeah, no, uh, my childhood isn't ruined by this. My childhood was ruined by realizing that people probably eat Pokemon. That's how my, my childhood. They definitely like, do. There's definitely a scene in, like, the yep. original show where, like, where, like, they show, like, a Magikarp sliced yep. up. Yep. Yeah, they definitely eat them for sure. Yep. <laughs> Why would they not? Because you, they wouldn't, and it They hurts. talk, kind of, and it's weird. Uh, so the franchise began as a pair of video games for the original Game Boy that were developed by Game Freak and published by Nintendo. These are Red and Blue, the original games that Matt and myself had. And now it's it turned into uh, past video games. It went to trading cards, um, and anime, movies, comic books, and toys. Currently, Pokemon is the second best. Uh, one of the, I think it's like three um, officially. I think it's like Mario. Um, Sonic, and then uh, Pokemon in terms of, like, video game selling. But it's the highest-grossing media franchise of all time by, like, a whole bunch. And we'll get into the numbers here in just a second. Uh, Like, it beats out, like, everything. Like, it beats out Star Wars by, like, billions of dollars. It's nuts. Like, it's a huge, huge franchise. So, on the original Game Boy, Pokemon started off with 151 Pokemon. Now they're in generation seven with over 800 Pokemon. So I'm going to uh, jump in just to say and put this right on the table and get my biases out. My bias out. Not my biases. I'm multiple. My bias is I do not acknowledge anything after 151. That is not for me. There are only 151. Uh, that is my life. Get off my lawn. Generation two Pokemon are some of like the coolest, I think. Uh, it's after like three that i get a little lost and i'm like yeah i guess those are okay like if you had to if you gave me a test on naming all up through like generation three i could probably do it but it might get a little muddled 
in in the third one but i really like the second generation just because pokemon silver you know silver gold and like crystal were really really yeah, really I didn't good mind games gold and silver i have played those yeah and their legendary pokemon are amazing like the three you know the three cats i just didn't I, I, just pl- I, I just didn't play the games. So, like, for me, like, this is the extent of my yeah. cards, my anime, my everything. I don't even know if you had real cards. That's fair. You know what? When I got older, <laughs> when I got older, I bought my own real cards. Thank you. Because by that time, I was saving up money to buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and I also would buy a pack of Pokemon cards. Thank you. <laughs> so, these generations are roughly chronicle chronological chronologically divided by the release so every several years when an official sequel of the main pokemon game on the handheld is released it features new pokemon characters game concepts uh and the sequels are usually considered a new generation of the pokemon franchise so there's seven different you know sets of games out there and they now total over 800 pokemon so probably about i probably say about probably half of those i probably wouldn't know today if i went back and like played any of the games uh, so when Pokemon first came onto the scene in the 90s, it absolutely exploded in popularity. Um, so in 1995, the games came out and then immediately got picked up as an anime in 1997. It's now at almost a thousand episodes and it basically follows Ash, who is kind of like the pseudo red character from like the games that you play and Pikachu on their quest to be the very best like no one ever was. We um, need to have it was shown. listeners, we're at this point, <laughs> you should be keeping a counter of how many times Adrian works this into the conversation. It's going to happen a whole bunch. I think it's one of the best theme songs ever made. <laughs> uh, it was played in over 98 countries, so it's been dubbed a whole bunch in almost like any language you can think of. And I, th- I think one of the coolest, not, I guess not coolest now that I think about it, like... Um, I don't know if you remember this episode particular, Kate, but the Cyber Soldier uh, Porygon episode that had a bunch of flashing. It caused like over like 600 seizures or something like that in China, and they had to like change the episode for its release here. So <laughs> just a little factual knowledge for how much Japan did not care about flashy lights. <laughs> so would day. it be blasphemy if I said I've watched like Digimon, but I've never watched any of the Pokemon? No, I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be. I think I like Pokemon better because I think it was first, but um, I, I think there's like a, I think it's like a Marvel versus DC kind of thing with, well, for a lot of people, Pokemon versus Digimon. I don't but, think it's that toxic, but yeah. <laughs> hey, it can be. Let's put up a poll <laughs> after this we and we'll see how toxic poll it gets. incoming. Uh, no, I will, I will say this. Um, I have an emotional connection to Pokemon, but... When I'm like older, looking back and watching stuff, I I, I watched Digi- I watched Digimon easier when that stuff was on Netflix and stuff. Um, but I have yeah, like an emotional like. That. There's a there's a special place for my heart for Pokemon and that PokeRap, because come on now, the PokeRap is dope. <laughs> yeah, not only do they have the best intros, they had some of the best yeah. ending songs. Of, like, like before anything. everybody knowing all the words to "Lose Yourself" by Eminem, they knew the words to the Pokemon rap. Yeah. <laughs> oh man you're gonna have me singing the whole thing uh so quickly moving on before i get into get into singing that so it also kept, has a lot of movies currently it has 20 from 1998 to this recent movie that came out this year a few a few weeks ago so pokemon the first movie itself and all of these rankings are going to come from box office mojo 
It's ranked in it's ranked number one in anime adaptation, ranked number five in TV ad, uh, adaptation, and number four in video game movie adaptation. Um, I agree with all of these. Uh, Pokemon, the first movie, is actually like my number one video game movie out there. It's a little hard to like talk about it compared to like Tomb Raider and things like that because they're live action. But I do think the Pokemon first movie really does like show the video game aspect of it really well. Um, and also has like some of the most emotional one of the, it's definitely one of the most emotional movies I've ever seen and literally embodies the, but why those that I'm going to talk about later for, uh, the franchise. Like I watched it, I watch it at least once a year and I cry every time. <laughs> I cried a whole bunch when I first, first watched. I don't cry now, but I definitely get really emotional and I know what's coming and it makes me like, I don't know. I, I think it did a really like the, the series did a really good job of showing Ash's like uh, like by sh- the series did a good job of showing the bonds between a trainer and their Pokemon, but I think the movie for me really solidified it because you saw it from the Pokemon side, not just the trainer side, and that that for me was yeah, really it's... like it was really important, and that's why it hurts my soul that people eat Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so over all these years, has Ash aged at all? No. No. <laughs> And there are some theories on it, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, because there are a few theories on, like, why he doesn't age, and it's kind of crazy, because especially with his new movie, I don't know, like, how canon this new movie is. Uh, So the most recent movie is Pokemon, the movie I Choose You, which basically covers some of the most iconic moments from the first season of Pokemon, uh, and one moment that I wish I could unsee, (laughs) but we'll talk about that in the But Why Those at length, because I did see the movie today, finally, because it came out on Disney XD, and DVR is great. So I did see the movie, and we'll talk a little bit about my feelings about it in one of the okay, why those. I will say this. I need you to convince me to watch it, because at this point, I don't want people touching my things. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> it. Uh, so it's also been uh, in the comic books as a manga, manga, at me. If I said it wrong, I don't care. Uh, it was released basically in around the same time that all this stuff is coming out, so in 1997. And like that. The manga gets pretty dark. Like, there's legit Arbox getting, like, cut in half in some of these um, editions. So it does get a lot darker than the TV show or the books or the uh, the video game. So if you want to see some dark stuff for Pokemon, go catch up on those. There's not a whole bunch of issues, but it does like, get pretty dark. I will dark. say this. None of that should be surprising because, like, all the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, people die at the end of Yu-Gi-Oh battles. Like, legit yeah. die, get cut in half by saw blades. I'm not surprised by any of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just because it's something that we've talked about in a few different episodes, there is a Pokemon musical that ran at the end of 2000 into 2001. I put that in there just for you, Kate. Pokemon Live, the Pokemon musical. I want to know how many then the ch- animes get at musical adaptations because I know Bleach one. I know Bleach has one too, and I would I would put money that Naruto has one as well. There's actually quite a bit. I don't doubt it. Because <laughs> actually, when you look at a lot of stuff, there's musicals for a lot of things that people don't realize. If you just go basically Google yeah. your favorite fandoms and look, I can almost guarantee probably 60 to 70% of them, I would bet, have a musical. I would put that number on it. I'm throwing this out here into the ether, out into the listeners. If somebody wants to come and do like a side series where all we do is review anime adapted musicals, I'm totally down. Send me a DM. I got you. <laughs> uh, 
then we have the trading card game that started in 1999 that is still widely popular today. Like as the games update, so did all the Pokemon cards. Um, like I said in the beginning, this is what this is what got me into trading card games. Like this is what got me into Yu-Gi-Oh. This is why I like games like Hearthstone to this day um, because of Pokemon as a kid. And like I said, I still play with my family you know, on holidays and stuff like that. So we're still pretty into it. I got my mom to take me to, uh, there was this comic book shop, um, in San Antonio called alien worlds. And I would get her to take me to it on Saturday so I could watch people just play each other. Like I, I wouldn't do yeah. anything. All I would do is just like clutch my little Charmander binder and watch people play Pokemon. And it was, it was awesome. It was, it was really great. And no, yeah. that's probably why I watch a lot of Twitch games now i wish you would have played we would have found out exactly how well you know what cards would have shut up not all of them were bootleg (laughs) just most of them (laughs) so just like her just like her stone just like her stone um i like card trading games but i don't actually like carrying the cards (laughs) so i like playing the pokemon video games because i had the pokemon without having to like carry the cards i like her stone because i don't need the cards I mean, as you know, I'm a hoarder, so I love collecting cards. I don't even like buying video games at the store anymore. Just give me my digital copy. Like, I know that this is totally not... This is trading card related, but you should be very happy that you met me after I sold all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Because I had, like, ten boxes of those things. Like, bank boxes of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That's why when they they handed us the... uh Magic the Gathering cards way back in the day at one of the South by Southwest. I was like, no, <laughs> take these away from me. I don't want them. This is bad this for is my addiction. wallet. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and then finally, we have the video games. So, obviously, like the main games are the handheld video games on the Game Boy and then now the DS. And it's obviously the most popular because that's where Pokemon got started. It does have a few games in the consoles in the 90s and early 2000s. So, like I mentioned before, Pokemon Stadium. Uh, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 on the N64 and Pokemon Coliseum on the GameCube. Uh, Pokemon Snap on the N64 and Hey You Pikachu on the N64 are probably like the most popular ones on the console games. And then there's lots of characters in Super Smash Brothers from Pokemon. And then, of course, the wide, you know, kind of flash in the pan. I guess it's picking back up and now again. But Pokemon Go that recently came out last year is kind of like the next best... Ne- was like the next be- next big thing in the Pokemon video game world, yeah. and we'll talk, kind of talk about like its popularity. I do have a question: like, what second. genre does um, does the Pokemon games fall into? Japanese RPG. Okay. Or at least that's the way I've well, yeah, like, yeah, at least how I've always taken them. And yeah, like all of for the handhelds, yeah, they're yeah. all RPG. Like they, it says RPG on all all of the the things. Pokemon Stadium. I don't know if you played. Oh, it, I, play, Kate, I played Pokemon or Coliseum. Stadium. That, that I have played, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more of, like, kind of, you know, the games on, like, a console. And then you have all of, like, the Mario Party S yeah. aspects that I really, really liked. Because it had Pokemon instead of, you know, Mario taking so, up all the screen So, as time. much as I liked the game and everything, I didn't buy it because I really liked Pokemon. I bought it because I had I could get, like, creatures and do a Japanese RPG-style type game. <laughs> Honestly, that was the only reason it was fun. They could have been something totally different. They could have given me, like... Instead of Pokemon, other various creatures, and I'd have been totally happy with it. 
I, I need the Pokemon. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Snap was awesome. I don't know if y'all uh, picked Pokemon uh, Snap or Hey You Pikachu, but that game that's was great. That's where you just drove around and Mainly took because pictures. I have one of the So Pokemon Go before Pokemon Go. No, it was... Po- exactly. That was the one where you went around and took pictures. Am I correct? Yeah, and you had to like snap the pictures of the Pokemon like at just the right second. That was the, the right biggest like, fraud of hey, money ever. Like, there was no point to buy that game. I had a lot of fun, and you can't judge my fun based you on your fun. fun. For, like, the first and I had a poke. I have a Pokemon N sixty four, so it was even better because I put the game into Pikachu and I snapped pictures of Pikachu. So <laughs> <laughs> get off my get off my lawn, Mister. No, shouldn't you be saying let, uh, me, let me play on your lawn, Mister? No, because I'm it's my game <laughs> first, and I have more experience with it. That's fine. So you get off my lawn, Matt. Because you stole my my Pokemon Blue game. <laughs> All right, we're making good time. You want to get in some of the yes. white Yes, I mean that is the name of the podcast. All right, this is accurate. <laughs> this is accurate. I can just I can just sing the Pokemon theme songs for the rest of the, the podcast. So we long as that. it's on record, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I need some. Uh, uh, so the first but why though? Actual like theme song splicing, like in Game of Thrones, that needs to happen. Hey, you know, it might happen. We'll, we'll see. Uh, so the first but why, though, is that Pokemon is one of the most popular franchises of all time, like very, very easily in terms of, you know, media, in terms of popularity on a chronic of across like all of its all of its mediums. So it's the highest grossing media franchise of all time. As of March 2017, it has grossed fi- uh, 55 Point fifteen billion dollars of revenue. To for perspective, Star Wars comes in in second on that list that I, I found at forty two billion dollars as of December twenty fifteen. So it's made a bunch of money since nineteen ninety five. I mean, uh, topping Star Wars is just a feat in and of itself, but to just completely smash Star Wars. Yeah, especially considering it's only been out you know since nineteen ninety five, yeah. and Star Wars has been a thing since. You know the '70s, so it's a huge, huge feat. Uh, like we said before, inflation? it's one of the top videos. Is that adjusted for inflation? I'm not sure, but I'm sure even adjusted with inflation, you know, f- over fifth, over ten billion dollars is still a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, because I would assume if both numbers are coming from this time, then that's going to take inflation into account because it's judging it on their current sales. If that makes sense, like it's up to date. It doesn't matter if I bought something for ten dollars in nineteen seventy and it costs one hundred and seventy dollars now. Well, I know, but like that money doesn't go to the people making Star Wars; it goes to whoever has that collectible. True. What do you mean? If you bought something for a dollar and sold it, like that doesn't money, that money doesn't go to yeah. Disney now. Oh, you're talking about like so? We talking about like revenue based on like no, everything? like because you said you you yeah like company yeah, revenue. You said that you. That if you bought something for ten dollars, but then now you buy it for one hundred seventy, well then that 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 one hundred seventy doesn't go to Disney or Star Wars; it goes to whoever was selling that ten dollar item. No, no, no. I'm talking about if you bought something from Star Wars Company in 1970 for ten dollars, and then you bought something from Star Wars Company now for hundred or from P- from Pokemon now for one hundred seventy dollars. The only thing that I would say, like even with inflation, if you just take. If you just take Star Wars from the prequels, like that is really when they just marketed 
the crap out of everything and then they start and then they exploded on doing all these spin-off things like if that makes sense like so even if you just take that right like the, like the height of that type of marketing i think we're in it now but like it's not like they did marketing in the 70s but i don't think it was anywhere close to what they were doing when the prequels came out i think i'm just impressed by this because i guess knowing a you lot you don't sound impressed <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> I'm impressed by this because, one, I mean, I would say even though inflation, but time-wise, but two, I guess knowing a bunch of people that like Pokemon and knowing a bunch of people that like Star Wars, people who like Pokemon buy things that are good, but I feel like people that buy Star Wars, I can slap a Star Wars sticker on anything and they'll buy it. Oh, my God. This is why you're not going to be on the Pokemon, the Star Wars episodes, Matt. Get out of here. Get off my lawn. I mean, he's not wrong, though. You stab a sticker on either of these, and I'll probably go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need uh, raised faces on, like, soup cans now. But I would totally buy soup if they were, like, little Pokemon. You just said you didn't want people to eat like, Pokemon. Why did you just do that to me? <laughs> Could be a can of carp. Megacarp. Megacarp ravioli. <laughs> oh, God. Chicken of the Magic Shut up. <laughs> uh, so, and we've referenced IGN's top 100 animated series on the on the podcast a few times. Uh, the Indigo series, that original Pokemon's, uh, the, the, the Indigo League, that original Pokemon yeah, so season, right. ranks 70 in the uh, in that top 100 animated series list. Choosing your first Pokemon is ranked 23rd on IGN's top 100 video game moments, and I think it's. I think that's accurate. It's one of my favorite moments in any video game. Even though I always choose the fire Pokemon, it's still like a, you know, as a kid I can remember it being a very big definitely moment a big moment. Uh, can you give me at least like another example of some of those moments? I just wonder what they actually had on there. Uh, I don't have the thing pulled up anymore. Uh, I just kind of wanted to know because I do find that because one that is a very big moment. So I was kind of wondering what how to... was it. I know I had to pulled up too, but my computer shut down because I knew you. I knew you were gonna ask. So. <laughs> Pulled up. You know, this Hold is on. a great time to say, if you like access to our research notes, go ahead and subscribe to us on Patreon, where everybody should be including links to their lists. Adrian. Oh, uh, well, I mean, they only have to go through like two pages of notes for me, <laughs> so. Yeah, mine's not bullet points. I'm sorry that I believe in footnoting and making sure they see where all the information comes from. I feel like you just want them to read what something. What are you? What are you? What are you uh, described as or scholar? You're. I'm you're not. Getting, you're, you're, you're in grad school, <laughs> and Matt's already left it. So neither of y'all have excuses. I'm in grad school for education, not religious studies, or you know stuff that requires me to do a lot of work. <laughs> and Matt grew plants. So on this list, um, Arieth's death from Final Fantasy is number one. Uh, Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid is number two. Ooh. And then Pulling the Sword from the Stone in Ocarina of Time is number three. So is there any that are not Japanese? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, to be honest. I mean, they do know how to tell a good story. Next episode, Japanese games. Do they do anything that isn't memorable? <laughs> 
and then um, then we can talk about you know just recently in terms of popular franchises, Pokemon Go when it was you know at its height and wasn't you know having all of its problems uh, had over sixty five million people actively playing it um, all across the world, which was absolutely insane. I know when I'm going when I go to Japan in a, in a few months, that is I'm definitely going to be logging back in so I can go catch Pokemon in Japan. Um, yeah, so still widely, widely popular, and it's been like that with kind of without a dip. I think they've had a dip in sales these last couple of years, but it was like rising for just like the longest, longest time. And I'm not really sure if it's going anywhere anytime soon, to be honest. I think they're just going to keep popping them out until. Until the cows come home, or until the Tauros come home, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. next, or like the milk tanks come yeah. home. <laughs> I so, think, like, I, on I, that same. Oh no, I, go for it. I was like, I was like, I remember Pokemon Go, kind of being annoyed by it at first because there were so many people everywhere, and I was like, "You're not in this bar to drink. Go away. Why are you?" And then everybody was like marketing. It was a really great marketing tool because everybody was marketing themselves as a Pokestop as a lure like all that stuff so it was it was i mean it was smart and it was really smart of those places to do it and i think that i don't know i i i didn't like it and then i started playing it and then i was really obsessed with it for a little while and i did it while we were driving or we were on a road trip through arizona and stuff and yeah i can totally understand how people get obsessed and if you don't do it in japan you're totally not having a full experience <laughs> yeah Exactly, because there's only some Pokemon you can only catch in Japan. So, I'm because every for it. country has that, like, right? Pres- every country has a different like yeah. special Pokemon. Exactly, yeah. And then, kind of like on what? the same line. So, if I was like the best part of Pokemon Go, Go was watching now people getting mad about Pokemon Go about all the people being in the parks. So it's like <laughs> we want people to go outside and be in a park, but now we're mad because there's just people out in the park trying to catch Pokemon. I remember going to the Capitol in Austin, and there was, like, when Pokemon Go first came out, and it was actually insane how many people were out there. It was pretty ridiculous. So I thought it was awesome, though, because there was all kinds of different people out there, which kind of leads me to my next point and my next but why, though. So if you heard our Transformers episode, one of the reasons I think Transformers is so um, popular and such a staple in pop culture is because it transcends generations. Like, there are people all, all over who like Transformers in various age groups, and Pokemon is a lot of the same thing. So... On the terms of Pokemon Go, everyone from my smallest cousins to literally my grandma played Pokemon Go. I think my grandma might be the highest level out of every, all of the entire family. She loves it. <laughs> she likes going like out and like walking around and stuff. So Pokemon Go was wildly popular across all generations. And like when I went to the park that day, there was people like all over. You know, every every age group was out there playing Pokemon Go. Um, during that time for the handheld games today the average age group is 19 to 24 the average pokemon go player last year was um a 25 year old hey that's my that's my demographic Uh, (laughs) yeah exactly uh and then for both of those groups the second highest age group is less than 17 for the trading card games, it's dominated by the less than seventeen Holy group. Crap. And you I'm can kind of see. I'm actually really surprised by yeah. that. Because I, I, I think I'm, I'm not. Because I have, I have a okay. story for this. 
if you look at the world championship for the trading card games, there's actually two divisions specifically for um, younger kids. So there's the juniors, which is the under 10 division. There is the senior, which is the 11 to 14 age group. And then there's the masters, which is age 15 plus. And this doesn't surprise me at all because a few years ago, when we kind of like got back into playing Pokemon again with all with each other, um, I was in Albuquerque and my uncle has a whole bunch of cards. So we we're like, oh, well, let's go take our Pokemon cards to a local comic book shop and see how we do um, at one of those days, like you mentioned earlier, Kate. And it's just like a whole nother game now. Like Pokemon, like just have naturally like a hundred hit points. And I was like, what is this? You you dang kids because all the people that we played against and who all wrecked us were all kids like there weren't any adults there playing pokemon it was all kids so i'm i don't i'm not surprised that pokemon is still till this day is still dominated by kids um yeah i, I just don't understand how yeah, i like, mean i think that just having those types of divisions might be because i think magic like i don't i, I think i think it's it, i think it's structured to benefit kids playing it because like 15 yeah. plus like that's a huge thing especially seeing like the generations that grew up with this, you know, or I guess not too many generations, but like there, there should be, there should be a specific one for like, you were a lot, you, you know, you were making memories when that first episode aired, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I feel like that's, it, it, it's really interesting. Cause I, I know with other trading card games, even as they've changed and gotten completely different, like I think Yu-Gi-Oh still has a pretty dominant, like older, older base. I could be wrong. But yeah. I, I I feel like yeah I mean old. I think I think some of it I think it might some of it come might just come from like the um, you know like how Yu Gi Oh I think Yu Gi Oh still goes on to this day but it's not you know um, the original oh, characters yeah. whereas like Pokemon is still just Ash so like kids watching Pokemon today are still getting the same experience more or less than like you know we yeah. got when we were kids so it might be easier for them to like still understand Pokemon it might be easier for like you know parents now to like tell their kids like hey look this is ash and this is what pokemon yeah. is um yeah but the game has totally changed so you can still see that even though uh some of like the age groups have shifted in like the handheld games like it's still dominated by kids and like i said my grandma is still the highest <laughs> level in pokemon go out of all of us and i don't know how um she just loves that i game mean so i think much. i will say too like one of the really cool things like specifically about like card games and playing them when you're younger like it's kind of good that it is kids because like the type of like thought it's kind of like playing chess and like playing chess and developing like that part of your brain only you also use math and you have to like do that all fairly quickly so i mean as a learning tool i think that like that that's just really good like for pedagogical yeah, purposes I, I, there should be pokemon in every classroom <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> trading card games for everybody and I think more so to kind of get that point home of how it's definitely we're at the point where they're going back and retelling stuff from season one when I was a kid. And you can see that from the newest movie, Pokemon, you know, I choose you. And I think a lot of the reasons why they're doing it is just because, you know, they're at they're in season 20 and a lot of the marketing for the movie was like, have you ever seen uh, or like, do you know the story of when Ash and Pikachu first met? And when I like when I saw that commercial, I was yes. like, yes, <laughs> obviously. But thinking back to it, like a lot of kids probably have never seen that first season of Pokemon. Um, so them going back and doing it, I think, is kind of shows that they're still willing to go back and show kids. You know, this is kind of more or less how it went. 
I think that most older people who kind of grew up on the first season are going to either hate it or kind of be meh about it. Um, I haven't even but watched I can it, s- and I'm like, stop touching my things. So, okay. So I'll tell you like what like what they what they kind of do, and then I'll give you my feelings on it. So basically, they go through a lot of the season, like most of the first season of Pokemon, in kind of like a very quick paced thing. So you go through some of like the biggest moments in Pokemon. You have Ash um, and Pikachu. Uh, and Pikachu saving Ash from the Spearow moment. You have Ash taking care of Char- Charmander, who got abandoned by his trainer. And you also have Ash letting his Butterfree go, which are some of like, the most iconic moment- moments from that first season. Uh, but instead of like Brock and Misty and Gary, Gary kind of makes like a, like a kind of like short cameo at the beginning, but you really don't have him. You have these two new people and then this other um, villain guy who's kind of his kind of like his rival. And then, why did they get rid of them? Uh, I think just because it's kind of like kids aren't. It's like I think it's too much to ask. I think it's too much to explain like how Misty and Brock got there. I think it's much easier for them to be like, "Oh, hey, person, you we have the same interests. Let's go." Like it's hard for you know them to go back and explain why Brock left his family and how he's like. And then you have it's kind of like hard to explain Misty going through, you know, you know, making her leave the gym, being like the youngest sister. I think it's just too much to do in the movie. Um, And I think the Gary thing, I think, would just be too much to put in as well. It translates fine. It's not like it's not like a huge deal because they're not really a big part of the show, like the thing anyway. The rival kind of is, but that guy's a total dick. And Gary's like not that much of a dick. For them to put Gary in that role. Like, they make him, like, the actual, like, villain kind of in the thing. And I don't think Gary deserves that kind of treatment in it. Um, I think overall, it's not terrible. It really isn't terrible. Like, they, they do... I think they do a good job of, in, like, an hour and a half movie, kind of blowing through a lot of these moments. Uh, like, they put in the original theme song to kind of, like, speed stuff up. So, like, as the original theme song is going on, you have like him catching, you know, him bonding with Pikachu, him, you know, catching Caterpie for the first time and things like that. And a lot of bonding moments, not going to lie. I got a little emotional watching that part. Cause I'm like, re- I'm like, as it's going on, I'm thinking about all of like the episodes I used to watch going through that. Um, the big moments like the Charmander thing and the Ashley Butterfree thing aren't as powerful as they are in the show. I think just because there's more time to kind of like go through it. And things like that. But I think there's still iconic moments. I still think, you know, kids will get things out of it. There are some, like, other emotional moments in it, too. Like, we're watching it, and there's this moment like where one of his new companions is going back to retell the story about uh, a Pokemon that he grew up with as a kid. And as a kid, he goes into the snow, and this Pokemon comes to go find him. And while we're watching, I'm telling us, fine, like, is it, are they really going to show this Pokemon snuggle up with him for warmth and die while like during the storm it's fine it's like no they're not gonna do that and then it happens and Stefani crying <laughs> like and it's pretty it's a pretty emotional scene to be honest um and there's some other stuff where like ash kind of like trying to like redo the moment in pokemon the first movie where like ash dies and pikachu's crying and it really does come across pretty good because pikachu is like very emotional and he just like goes like ape shit and like wreck stuff which is kind of cool but Pikachu talking is complete garbage, and I really, really don't like that. Um, 
in context of the movie, it kind of makes sense because he just kind of takes like seven hyperbeams to the face and is probably like concussed <laughs> and like imagining things. <laughs> like Pikachu, he. Right, and like after that, he like basically dies. So like in the context of the movie, I guess it makes sense, but I just don't think it's very necessary. At the heart, I think it's kind of hard to ask kids to go watch to go have kids watch like two hundred episodes of the original Pokemon, especially with like the animation style that they have today, because the animation style now and the old school animation style are completely different. And this, I will say, this movie did have some cool like animation in it, like Charizard like doing seismic tosses in like HD. Is like, actually I don't the shit. I, like I don't know I, I I haven't seen the movie but I think just on that sentiment I don't think it is mostly because a lot of kids now are already growing up in that constantly watching things and streaming things like mentality so if you want to watch yeah, it, but watch it. And when it comes to animation I, think, I, I so. think they will just because my six year old cousin. I was watching the original Sailor Moon, so like with the black borders, because it's it's not it, you know it's not widescreen, it's full screen. The animation is really crappy, and she saw a couple episodes, and then she watched and all, and she went and she watched all the original Sailor Moons. Like if you want to, yeah, do I that, think it's di- I think it's different I because think- I think it's different because there's no like new Sailor Moons. Like she has nothing to compare that to. There's like actual seasons of Pokemon that are coming out like new like every week. Like they're gonna, I think it's just too confusing I, to ask kids to do it. I just don't and think they're it just is too used to like, like people obsess over things. Like fandom is real, and the same way we sat through watching those when they were happening. If you have more of it, you're gonna go through whatever you can to watch it, especially when it's accessible. I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think yeah, there's any reason for them to because they're they already have it now. Like there's no reason for them to go back and watch it when they're already having then what, this continuity then why make of, the movie? of like, what if, Ash, like I. To go back and bring I, I just gap, don't think they really? need to, though. Like, if, if you already know people are going to go back and watch it, and you've already changed the story to, like, me, like, the reason I don't watch the new, the new like, Pokemon stuff is because it's unrecognizable to me. Well, and the so old I stuff to them is unrecognizable I know, to them. and so there's no point to watch exactly. it, and that's, there's no point, the point that right? you have to have to bridge that gap. You exactly. don't have to bridge that but gap. You don't have to make a movie like that, exactly, you have to remake Exactly it. what you said, line. like, it's unwatchable. Exactly like what you said, like, it's unwatchable and doesn't relate to you is the exact reason why a kid wouldn't go back and watch it just reverse. Like, there's no reason for them to go watch it if they already have Pokemon that's relatable to them. Like, they're not going to go back and watch stuff. Not only does it, like, it bridge the gap for, like, kids, like, as someone who isn't familiar with some of these Pokemon or and isn't familiar with some of these regions, I'm like, oh, okay. I guess that's cool. That, like, there's this, like, Machamp-looking fire Pokemon who is dope-looking and, like, basically shoots fire out of his wiener. Uh, and it's amazing. It's like it's like he has like this big belt on and he shoots like like flamethrowers out of like his belt. But it looks like he shoots <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it, I think it bridges the gap both ways, to be honest. Because um, the animation style is great, and like you say that, but like go ask. I think the majority of kids are not going to want to watch. That's why like the majority of kids don't think that like the the '90s cartoons that we grew up with, like Hey Arnold and things like that. Like go watch any like what's what's the uh, the people who do it like kids watch you know blank or like elderly people watch blank and stuff like that i watched one like where they were watching 90s cartoons and overall they're like this looks so old and and things like that but if you give it two of them in something you know big and colorful and like you know voices that they can relate to i think it's just easier just to do it that way like i really don't see the point i can see the point i just don't think people are going to go back and watch 20 seasons of that and plus with the depending like i said the animation style trying to watch some of those shows that i even like even movies that i enjoyed the 90s can be hard 
because the animation and yeah. like even before really gets good or even any CGI, some of that stuff is just hard to watch. I don't know. I guess I just think kids are simple. Well, they are, sim- yeah, they they are, are simple. Yeah, so they are simple. They are so, like, simple. That's why like, all of their shows are 15 minutes long and not 30 minutes anymore because they want instant gratification. The first season of Pokemon has like 87 episodes. Like these kids are not used to watching 87 episodes of anything, let alone at 30 minutes a pop. They're used to 15 minute so shows. Yeah, so if you're days. a kid and you basically have, let's say, three hours to watch Pokemon a week, if you try to what, simulate that through about 20 seasons of Pokemon, you might be about three years behind by the time you even finish. I guess I just don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I I think I just genuinely, like, it's that get-off-my-lawn mentality, and I kind of don't care. Like, you, they have something that is still evolving with them. They have over 800 Pokemon. Like, okay, well, I guess the better question is, where do you find now. one through 20 seasons then? They had Indigo League on Netflix. I don't okay, know if it's well, still there, the but new it was. Stuff? Huh? Where's the new stuff? Oh, like? that shit's on cable, I think. I think you're more likely to get a kid to watch cable TV than you are Netflix. My point is that we're 20 years away from when it first came out, and most kids I work with at a school were born in 2000 probably have no recognition of the original Pokemon, you know, series. They might not even know what a Game okay Boy is. I'm okay with them going back. And, yeah. I think I just don't Some care okay about with kids. going back think, and re-showing it just because. It's not even kids. Like, what do you define as a kid? Like, some of these. I mean, the average age group for the thing is like, you know, 14, 15. Like, those are teenagers at this point like they aren't going to go back and watch it if they're like if those pokemon aren't even in circulation for the games that they're playing you know what i mean so it's easier just to give them an hour and a half movie be like oh, okay this is where pikachu came from okay let me go back to my new series i just ah, it's emotional i think it's i think it's a solid six out of ten it's like no pokemon the first movie but it's i'm glad i watched it i thought it was pretty cool there's some there's some emotional moments in there for me and really cool animation um and then to to move on from that from the lawn uh <laughs> To kind of also explain how it kind of transcends generations is, or just try to transcend age groups, is that they release enhanced remakes of previous games. So, for example, Fire Red and Leaf Green are basically you know HD remasterings of um, the Red version and Green version from back in the day. Heart Gold and Soul Silver are remakes of Gold and Silver, and Omega Ruby and Omega Sapphire are remakes of Ruby and Sapphire. So. Even if you didn't grow up playing, you know, red or green, you can go kids, you know, a few years ago could have went back and played um, red and green, you know, again, like I said before, kind of like in a more updated fashion that are more in, in line with yeah. the times. And I think it's just like when they, re- that- when they remake games and they remake a lot of the movies and they just enhance all the graphics yeah. and animation type stuff. And I don't think that's necessary either. Except they did it in 20 years. They did it in an hour and a half. Yeah. I like them. I, I, I think Fire Red... I think Fire Red is great. I think it improved on like a lot of the stuff that are wrong with Red, like the original game. So, I mean, uh, I also hate like with all ha- the Resident Evil Gold. remasters and re-releases. Like, I, I just don't like re-releasing stuff. At a certain point, like... the technology just becomes so outdated. Animation becomes so outdated that you Ooh, yeah. to make it relevant, you have to. Yeah, you can't ask a kid to go, "Hey, go play with this Game Boy" when they're playing like on a DS. <laughs> like they're not gonna do. <laughs> well, it. no, no, well, way. I know that, but I'm just kind of like. For me, and I guess this is like Matt money grab territory, but for me, it's just kind of like they're not franchises that died and then are reinvigorating themselves by doing this. Like these are fran like, and even like throwing my favorite series Resident Evil into this. Like these are things that have been out and are still pumping out content and then just remastering stuff. I'm more. I don't know. For me, it's a lot of it's a lot, it's a lot of the but why though. Like it's giving the opportunity for kids. Or for adults who like who never played it, a chance to play 
a better I'm version more of it. I'm more on board with them doing this than I am with like basically these stupid Star Wars movies they keep like retconning in there oh, that are total money grabs, and they slapped a Star Wars sticker on it like Rogue One. But it was a completely different story, and it was one we hadn't heard for heard before. It wasn't. It was totally unnecessary. It wasn't unnecessary. It was fun. It was awesome. It was great. Like the remakes are for people, and like the movie is for people. <laughs> like it's not just we, remaking we, but we knew, shit. I, mean, I can understand where Matt's coming from because we knew you knew what, what happened. Was happening. It like was totally unnecessary. <laughs> knew that they were going to get the plans. Yeah, I could have told you that. I could. I didn't, I didn't even have to watch the movie to tell you what happens. But the difference <laughs> is, it's a different yeah, story being done. Like, it, like I'm just tired of remakes and reboots and all that stuff anyway because it's like we're not getting new shit. We're getting like old stuff done in a different way or done in a new way or recasted, and we're not actually getting new stuff done. Well, these are also coming out simultaneously with their new game, so it's not like they're just like doing this for two years and then coming out with a remake. They're kind of doing them, you know, one right after another. So they're. <laughs> you know how many Skyrims there are, and the game's like five years old. I know. That I think that's the reason that like has me worn out on remake video, remade video games, and then just like looking at like how soon. Resident Evil was releasing remakes and director's editions and stuff of their games, like, afterwards. I'm on board with this. I'm not on board with Rogue One. I'll go with that. (laughs) I see where they're going with this with kids. It is what it is. I don't know, man. Red, red, Fire Red and Leaf Green sold 12 billion copies and has an 81% on Metacritic. So it's popular. So the next, but why though, I think is one of the most important ones is that at the heart of Pokemon, it has strong friendship and family values uh, for sure. And you get this right away from the theme song. I honestly, I couldn't find any like um, list to back this up. But I really do think Pokemon, the theme song, the first theme song is one of the best theme songs ever made for cartoons ever. It is amazing. It really kind of like shows what the show is going to be about, you know friendship of pokemon um you know aspiring to be the best you can be while you know staying true to yourself and things like that even like the i think the second season the johto the first johto song is also pretty good as well because it kind of stays with that same thing not so much the other ones because they kind of just try to rehash these basically these two uh theme songs because at its core ash is just a kid who wants to be the very best and we watch him on his journey to achieve his goals even if he hasn't aged in 20 years <laughs> Uh, so even though he has this goal to be the very best, you know, to be like the best Pokemon trainer, the Pokemon master, it doesn't stop him from making lasting friendships with people he meets. And you can see this from like the multiple, multiple, you know, um, kind of like companions because he usually has two companions that he travels with through all of these seasons and he beats them very easily. A lot of the episodes in the show are not him battling um, Pokemon trainers or not him battling gyms there. It's him usually helping somebody in need, whether it be, you know, like a fire or helping a Pokemon who's hurt or, you know, helping, you know, X, Y, Z. And his personality and his love for Pokemon rubs off on others. You can see this from basically at the end of every season, like his rival becoming like a better person. You can see that with Gary. You can see that even in like the new Pokemon movie. Uh, His just love for Pokemon and friendship usually outweighs like the people who are, you know, might is right or, you know, Pokemon are only used for tools or, you know, abusing the Pokemon and things like that. And I really like the story of Ash. I'm using the story of Ash and not like the Pokemon games or like the manga because you kind of get it more, more straightforward from these family values and these friendship values. 
because you kind of see him go through basically everything because nothing comes easy to him. He loses many of the gym's leaders in the first season of Pokemon. He has to face them twice and sometimes even three times. He doesn't just go in there and wipe the floor with them. And he doesn't always win the tournaments, like the big you know Indigo League tournaments and things like that, the Orange League tournaments. He doesn't win those all the time at, at first uh, at face value. And not all of his Pokemon love him right away. The biggest thing is Pikachu. Pikachu hates him for uh, you know the first part of that episode. And then Charizard basically doesn't give two shits about him. But his love for his Pokemon always wins out. So he saves po- he saves Pikachu from Spearow. Then Pikachu's like, oh, this guy actually cares. Charizard, he saves Charizard from uh, having his tail burnt out after he gets put in an ice block. And then Charizard's like, oh, this guy actually does care. So he even breaks through you know, hard-headed Pokemon as well. Uh, and I'm taking this just from the first three seasons that I've watched because you see Ash go from kind of kind of an asshole and super childish because, like, he is basically 10 after all. But through all of his experiences, he does grow and become... Um, he does grow. Even though he doesn't up, age. <laughs> even though he doesn't age. Like, he's not the same person at the end of, like, when I stopped watching the show and that first episode of him waking up late to go get his first Pokemon. Um... So I watched the show before I played the games, like I mentioned before. And when I played my first Pokemon game, I legit treated my Pokemon like Ash did when I caught them. And y'all can laugh if you want. But, like, when I caught a Pokemon, I felt bad putting them into, like, uh, Bill's PC and, like, just leaving them there. I was like, oh, man, I got to go get, you know, Caterpie out of the of the PC to go play with him because he's going to hate me if I don't. <laughs> I did that. Um, <laughs> you know, I nicked. Like Tamagotchi pets? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I treated them I like did, I didn't like to catch a lot of them. I like to have just a team because then the rest of them just sat there. I know, and I felt bad. I, I, it's, I was like, why did I even do this? I don't want to catch them all. I just want my team of six. Uh, I even like nicknamed my rival after like some of my closest friends so I could like actually take the rivalry serious. Okay, I wasn't that I took intense. those games super serious. <laughs> I was into it, man. I was into it. So you did uh, just not have Ash to is catch really... them all. Yeah. I mean... Even to cast them all, you had to like have friends who had the games, and not a lot of my friends. Which, had the games I guess on a side note, which is kind of cool, which we didn't talk about in the video game, but the fact of the way they allowed you to trade Pokemon, the technology they used when the yeah. game first came out, was hilarious compared to what, how it is now. Yeah, like you actually like have to system link with people, yeah. and Pokemon would o- some Pokemon would only evolve if you sent them through a trade. Like um, a Choke would only evolve to Machamp if you traded him with somebody, and things like that. Like that was cool. And it really showed some uh, community value. Yeah, you actually had to go find real-life friends who had the game or just buy a lot of – buy yeah. all the games. Or who had – yeah. Or or who had, like, the opposite game yep. that you had because only some Pokemon showed up in only some of the games. So you actually had to catch them all if that was, like, one of your goals. You actually had to go out and make friends. So I would have Pokemon sucked Go at was this game. Then you had to get all the cords and you had to get all the connections and you had to put it in the yeah. right – it was – Definitely wasn't super. So easy. how expensive was this game? Like I'm starting to see I'm how sure money spent, was like easily made. I'm pretty made. sure if I remember correctly, which I probably might need to check, because I remember because I saved this up and it was one of the first things I ever bought as a kid, like with my own money. I'm pretty sure between the game and the Game Boy Color, it cost me two hundred and two dollars, which may not seem like a lot of money. Is that adjusted for inflation? <laughs> yeah, if you adjust it for inflation, then we're looking a lot more than that. <laughs> but. That was probably what 1999, no 1999, I believe, or something like that. Two hundred and two dollars. Yeah. I, I I have no idea. I'd have to like find somewhere of the original price of the game that we could. Yeah. I don't know. We'll probably put it in the that's show notes. That's just a shit. That, that's a somewhere. lot of. I just equipment. remember that. Ex
that number because of how much I had to save up for get that stupid thing. Yeah. Which I only bought the one game. And then ended up with a different game. Yes. <laughs> That's the only Game Boy and game then, I had. It's the only Game Boy game I had. Um, I had that and like a Yu-Gi-Oh game that wasn't as fun as Pokemon. So <laughs> I, I don't even know what happened to the Yu-Gi-Oh game. And then some of these you know, strong family values and friendship values are going to come up in some of our fan, but why those? And I think they say it a little bit better than I can, so um, I'll hold off on that until we get to the end. Another big thing about Pokemon, I think why it's so popular even to, to this day, um, one of the best things about fandoms for me personally is the conversations that they spawn. And no, I think, no franchise has fan theories like Pokemon has fan theories. Like, there are literally so I many. I can agree there. Um, <laughs> So some of them include, you know, some of them about the Pokemon themselves. So Clefairy and Gengar being mirrors of each other and how all that works that, you know, how they're complete opposites. Like that's not really stated. You know, it says that he's a shadow, but we don't really know how that works. Um, ghost Pokemon are just spirits of dead Pokemon. Um, wheezing is just a result of experiments on coughing that uh, the Red Rocket team did. And then one of my favorites is Ditto, the Pokemon who kind of transforms into stuff. is just a failed clone. I totally you. buy that one. <laughs> yeah, I buy it too. And, you know, there's so, so many much more of theories about the Pokemon themselves. In the games, there's always theories. And that one of the best ones that kind of made me feel like an asshole when I was a kid is you kill your, your rival's Raticate in the Generation 1 game on the boat. Like, you fight... Oh, Kate hasn't played the game. So, like, you're on a boat on this cruise thing, and your rival shows up, and you just beat him, and he has Eradicate. And then when you face him again a little bit later on, he doesn't. You meet him in like a Pokemon, um, like cemetery kind of thing. And then when you battle him there, he doesn't have his Eradicate. Oh god! So you just have to assume that you basically killed his Eradicate because <laughs> he couldn't get like, because since he was on a boat, he couldn't get healed in time at a Pokemon Center. So you're probably an asshole, probably. God. So basically what I was always kind of wondering, I guess I never, because obviously I only played really the games, is obviously Pikachu is not Pokemon number one. So why was Pikachu chosen as like the, I guess the popular Pokemon? Just because he's Ash's Pokemon? Well, basically. I know, but I mean, do we understand like why that happened? Like, Because Ash, so the way, you know how you start off like the first three Pokemon in the, in the first game, right? Uh, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, or Charmander. Ash wakes up late in the show, and by the time he gets there, all three of those Pokemon are gone, and the only Pokemon that Professor Oak has left over is Pikachu, and that's how he gets Pikachu. See, if you would have watched Pokemon I Choose You, you could have gotten that in the first five minutes of the movie, instead of watching a couple seasons of uh, the first season of Pokemon. That's basically how Ash gets Pikachu, and then he's never not had Pikachu, because Pikachu refuses like to evolve and stuff, so he's always just been a staple yeah. of... It was just weird because I, I know the original 151, I guess I just found it interesting why they chose Pikachu out of, like, the other 150. Uh, Even cute. though probably about more of, That's like, my theory. He's cute. He's cute. He's, he's an electric mouse. Much cuter <laughs> than an electric mouse. Um, another big theory that always has, like, a lot of debate is, like, what it's like inside of a Pokeball when a Pokemon goes in it. Um, some theories have it is it's, like, basically quantum theory. The Pokemon just get transformed into light. And they're just light until they come out of the Pokemon, uh, until they come out of the Pokeball. 
I spread something that the po- the producer of Sun and Moon, the newest game, said it's more like a fancy hotel. I don't buy that. that well, they want to say like it was cheesy. a prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and another theory says that they're just shrunk in the thing. I like the one about the light because it makes more sense how, like, the red bean thing yeah. comes out. It's like, why would they be, like, what is, some tele- is this a teleportation thing? When you open a Pokeball, there's nothing in there. So, like, how does, is the fancy hotel in there? It makes more sense for it to be light. I don't know. And then another big one that Matt mentioned earlier, like, why is he young forever? There's a few theories on this. Um, I think one of these are like the two leading ones. So one says that he's in a coma after getting struck by lightning early on in the show. And he's basically just living out his dreams in his coma. So he like never ages because why would he age if his perception of himself is always 10? Sounds like the Harry Potter one. one. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. A lot of these are just like, oh, they're just in a coma. Uh, I think there's a Walking Dead one. There's a Rugrats one. <laughs> yeah. And then, so another one is, so at the very beginning of the show, Ash sees Ho-Ho, Ho-Oh, and he's like this big rainbow bird. And the, the the legend is like anyone who sees Ho-Ho is like promised eternal happiness. So a lot of people believe that Ash sees Ho-Ho early on. So he his eternal happiness is being young forever and going on these adventures so he doesn't age because, you know, all he wants to do is be the very best that no one ever was. So a few different theories on, like, why he's that. Um, Some of them have it, like, another one has it, like, he dies. He basically, like, died in a couple of the movies, and he just, like, reincarnates himself, or, like, he's, like, reincarnated and things like that. I think that one's kind of dumb. But I like the Ho-Ho one because it makes him not be in a coma. and (laughs) It's not not as sad. (laughs) <laughs> exactly uh, another big theory that's more or less confirmed but we don't really get like a whole lot of information on it other than like brief interactions with some of like the NPCs but there was a great war prior to the like person playing Pokemon uh, Lieutenant Zurge who is one uh, Lieutenant Surge, who is one of the Pokemon uh, gym leaders says when you meet him that he used to battle with Pokemon in a war and that's kind of all you get so a lot of fan theories have spawned off of that one theory has ash or red or like whoever the person is that you're playing with in the handheld games the reason why there's never a dad there is because the dad died in the war and that's why you never hear too much about that's why it's always a mom and there's never (laughs) a dad there um and another theory has his dad being so that the entrance of every gym there's a guy who's there to give you advice about that gym and people think that that's your dad, and he's just kind of, like, following you around in the background. That seems a little bit weirder than, like, the dad being dead, though. All I know is all of these, like, fan theories seem to just be how dark can we make this happy kid show? You killed Eradicate in the game, <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, that dude is legit dead. Uh, and then some of the theories have that, like, nuclear war being the creation of Pokemon. I guess, like, in some of the movies and stuff like that, I guess this isn't entirely true, but... The reason why you never see because they they do make references to actual places like in our on our Earth and stuff. So the reason why you don't see any animals is because they're nuclear war basically, and that's what turned animals into Pokemon more or less. And that's why Professor Oak at the beginning of the game gives you a Pokedex so you can go out and find more about these new Pokemon since the war happened so recently. And it's also why there are very few adults in the actual game, and a lot of it is just you battling kids or old people. Because old people and kids didn't go to war, basically. 
So a lot of it lines up to me, and I like the fact that there might be a war because some of these areas are based on like Japan and China, so it's not like historically too far yeah. off. Like there could have there been was a giant nuclear there blast. Happens. Yeah. So, and those are just a few of them. There's like a whole bunch more, and some of them do get really dark. Like I kept some of like the ones that weren't dark, did not depress <laughs> myself uh, by reading them because there are really some depressing ones about like the creation of some of the Pokemon, like Cubones wearing the head of his dead mother. Oh my god! Like it's. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. So, like, how many of these, because I know with a lot of fan theories, like, like, creators of these things will interact with them. Sometimes they'll, like, disprove them. Sometimes they'll be like, I don't know. Ha, ha, ha. Like, has there been yeah. any interaction from the creative side to these theories? Uh, some of, like, them can, I guess, can be disproven in some of the new games. And like I said, like, the producer of the new Sun and Moon one kind of, like, jokingly said it's more like a fancy hotel, but not, like, concretely saying, hey you're wrong yeah. kind of thing. Not, not that I've ever seen. And I think just because of that reason, like they let some of this stuff be vague so people can talk about this stuff, which I like because a lot of the conversations that I had growing up were like, how do Pokemon exist? <laughs> or why does it ask age? Um, how could we be like Ash and not age and just stay 10 forever? <laughs> uh, so that's the kind of stuff that I like. And then we have some fan, but why those? Um, but I also have some Pokemon real fun facts that might be interesting to go through depending on how much time we have left so the first kind of like fast fact thing that people might not know about or maybe people may not may know about it, i'm not really sure um twitch plays pokemon is was a huge phenomenon <laughs> back a couple years ago so for those of you who aren't familiar with it uh it was a social experiment and a channel on a video game live streaming channel called twitch for those of you who aren't familiar with twitch and basically what they did was people tuned into the stream and they basically kind of like crowdsourced and voted on the moves that they would do like every move that they would do and they would kind of they use that to play the entire game um at one point it had over a million like through its the create through the first run through of the game uh twitch estimated that over one million people interacted with the game and that holds against book of world records for having the most participants in a single player video game of all time I remember watching it back in the day. It's actually a really, really great social experiment, especially because they got through the entire game by voting oh, wow. and like they beat everything and it was ridiculous. I wish they would have a different name um, for that. Most participants in a single player online game. Well, that's cool. You just need two and you can like defeat the whole. Yeah, but they had a, but they had a million. Well, I know. I guess it's just funny because it's like a single player game. So anything more than yeah. one. Like, breaks know. the game. Can't spoke of world records. Yeah. Uh, so they've gone through almost all of the generations doing this. So basically all of the games, they've done this. And in honor of the one-year anniversary of the original run, um, they be, they started Red over again. And their goal was to complete the main storyline and catch all, catch all 151 Pokemon. And they did it. And they did all this in about 39 oh, days. So... And it still goes on today. Like, they still have a couple runs of it. But they've beaten almost every game over the last few years. And it's really, really cool. Because I never would have thought they'd be able to do something like that. But they've been able to do it with almost all of the games. So it's pretty cool. Um, In the game themselves, there's a lot of pop culture carryover. Uh, I think one of the biggest ones is the Pokemon Hitmochan and Hitmonlee. In the American version, they're based off, of course, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee. But in the Japanese version, they have different names. And they're named after a famous boxer and a famous kickboxer. So slightly different. 
Um, there's a ton and ton of like in-game references in terms like there's Dragon Ball Z references, Galaxy Quest, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Stand by Me, uh, more song lyrics than I can list in this podcast of just like people saying "Great Balls of Fire" <laughs> or you know "Hit me with your best shot." And then after you beat them, they say, you know, uh, fire away and things like that. So there's a whole bunch of song references that basically like anyone be, would be, would recognize in it. Um, one of the most recognizable ones is as the games go along and evolve, the handheld ones, there's always a Nintendo console in that first room. So they started with like um, an NES back in the day. And then now they have like um, like a Wii U. And I guess in the next one, they'll probably have like a Switch in there. <laughs> Uh, that you can kind of look at and see what they're playing. A lot of the times, like the first one, they're playing like Mario, uh, one of the original Mario games. So it's pretty cool. Um, something that I thought Matt might be interested in, in 2008, a scientist discovered a protein and named it after Pikachu. I do remember this, but I do not remember what the protein did. <laughs> I don't know either, but I imagine it was cool because it was named after Pikachu. <laughs> and like I mentioned before, there's many areas in our world referenced in the game. So like there's references to like South America and um, like Italy and stuff like that. So it kind of just gives more sense to, is this really our world or you know what's going on and things like that. And that's just a few of the fast facts that I wanted to go through because I thought they were really interesting, especially the Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan one because they're two of the like, more, more recognizable Pokemon. And I like that they gave us a version and the Japanese kept a version that would be recognizable that's to themselves. That's actually really interesting. Um, and then I guess to wrap up, we'll just go through some fan, but why those? Uh, I want to, I want to start it off with Asa, our former editor. We love you, buddy. Uh, he gave us his fan, but why though? Uh, Asa says, I think, and by the way, Asa is in the UK. So this is, this is, uh, international here. (laughs) It's written in British. (laughs) It has used. I had to translate it from the Queen's English. Cooler. <laughs> okay, and he says, I think Pokemon matters because it's a cross-generational platform. I can go outside and find kids playing Pokemon Go. I can find people my age playing Pokemon Go, and I can find people in their 60s and 70s playing. Quite a few of those where I live. Pokemon is a very simple concept that brings people together in a way that they that very few things can. I like it. Good job, Asa. Thanks, bud. It is a simple concept. Meh. It really is. Go catch Pokemon. Next one? Uh, I think he's pulling them up. Oh, I didn't know who was reading them. I thought you had... I just said Aces because it wasn't letting me copy. That's fine. Uh, So we have a few that we got off of Twitter. Um, One from our good, good, good friend from Beltway Banthoswara. He said, it reinforced my love for animals and the environment and gave me an aspirational figure who always aims to achieve harmony and balance in our world, Lugia, which I love. And so we have Ash Miko on Twitter also saying, I had crippling social anxiety and it gave me something to talk about with people. It also made my life kind of difficult because my name is Ash, (laughs) 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 which I think is hilarious. And then a last one that we have is from my good friend Angel Richie, who is probably the other, you know, Pokemon person that I have in my life. He gave me this uh, this Charmander here. Our viewers can't see it for my little Charmander <laughs> friend. I got that from him, um, and he's the one who recommended I go watch the Pokemon movie, despite our dislike for what happened in it. He says it's, it is a reminder of my childhood memories and provided a way to 
even to this day to meet friends. The characteristics of Ash and his friends are motivators to achieve your grand goals and also to show those around you, strangers or not, genuine kindness. Ash is not only on a journey to become the greatest Pokemon master, but also to unite the community between people and Pokemon. Success is not based on the accomplishments you have, but by the quality of relationships you make. Thanks, Angel. Love you, buddy. Um, I think those, I mean, they haven't seen our show notes. They didn't look at any of this, but I think all of those fan, but why those kind of encapsulate everything that we talked about today in terms of the harmony, the friendship, the um, cross, you know, age group stuff that we, we mentioned here. So thanks, guys, and thanks for reinforcing what we talked about today. Final thoughts, Matt? Um, best part of the Pokemon game was having the miss and no glitch, which we failed to <laughs> m- mention, which you could duplicate the sixth item in your bag, and if you catch them, it could corrupt yeah. your entire game. Wait, what? So the biggest game, the, so there's a giant glitch in the first, at least from red and blue, where if you swim up and down, I think it's, I can't remember what island it is, up and down the coast, you could catch something basically called a missing no. It looked like corrupt data, basically. There was other things in which... <clears throat> by doing this, you could it's like you could catch it, which then it did a bunch of weird stuff, possibly cor- corrupting your game. So that's why I never actually caught it. But you could also defeat it and do other things, in which it would duplicate the six item in your bag. And so a lot of times you had like the perfect Pokeballs that were a hundred percent catch rate, and you just put it in the six item and you get one hundred twenty eight of them. Huh. God damn. Broken. Yeah. Or it would fry your system. Depending on if you caught it and what happened, had a possibility of that. I mean, it just looked like it would fry your system. It literally looks like corrupt data. Huh. That's actually really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm surprised you never caught it. Put a lot of hours in that game. I wasn't frying my game. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt about it. Corrupt data in that game is literally one of the hardest heartbreaks I've ever had playing video games because you can't get it back. You just look at it and you can't do anything. Your data's corrupted and it's... Game over. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean... Oh, I was like, that's... What? I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, that's cool. I mean, obviously, I'm like the big old woman sitting on the front porch for this episode. Um, but I think by and large, the fact that... I guess kind of listening to Aces But Why Though, or like, you know, reading Aces But Why Though, where he said it's a simple concept... Like, I've just been kind of thinking, like, this is a really simple con- concept, and it's built, like, a giant community around it. And it's not some, like, really intense, like, I mean, I guess it can get intense, but <laughs> but it, it's a simple story. It's a simple story that has depth, and you can put a lot of time into, but the concept itself isn't anything big or grand. It's just catch Pokemon and make friends. It was $55.15 billion simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I've, um, I think I've gone through everything I have to say about why I think it matters in terms of the but why those and just listening to the fan but why those. I think they put it really, really well. So that's really it for me. It's like one of my top um, fandoms ever. I love it. I probably will always have, you know, a love for that original series, um, if they ever go back and remake that original series, like their, those first couple of seasons, the way that Dragon Ball Z did with Kai or Sailor Moon does with Crystal, I'll I'll definitely be watching it for sure because it's that near and dear to me for sure. 
So, final question, I guess. Um, is anybody buying the new game? I don't have a DS, so no. That would require us buying a DS and a, and the game. <laughs> yes, I know. That's, so I mean, no. <laughs> that, that's honestly probably one of the reasons why I quit playing the games, because I just didn't have the Nintendo consoles. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I had 64. But like, I'm fine. Like, because if I want to get that same experience, I'll just go play my emulator of Fire Red or something, and I'll be fine with my life. Because I've done that multiple times on my phone. Just play, download an emulator and just play some of the newer games that I can that cross over, so... Yeah, but that's it for me. Thanks for coming on this journey with me to be the very best podcast that, like, no one ever was. So, as always, you can find the podcast at ButWhyThoughPC on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com slash ButWhyThoughPC. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at OhMyMythRandier. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Matt? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at datm18, D-A-T-T-M-1-8. And that's it. I just want to go out with the Pokemon rap as much as we can do without Nintendo finding us and shutting us down. <laughs> they will do that. So, like, none. <laughs> that would be... 15 seconds. I don't have a theme song to exit. Well, you could just make one up like like uh, like Thor. I don't have anything to make up on this one. <laughs> catch them, catch them, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all, Pokemon. It's so good. It really is really good. Electro Dinklet, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Tata, Fero, Pinty, King, Jolteon, Dragonite, Gastly, Pony, Tavaporeon, Polyrath, Butterfree. Catch him, catch him, gotta catch him all. Pokemon! I'll search across the land, look far and wide, release from my